quick PSA for our listeners who are U.S. citizens. The 2020 election season is now upon us, and it is so important that you make your voice be heard. Please go to www.vote.org to find out all voting information you might need, and be sure to vote early. Again, that website is www.vote.org. Plan your vote and enjoy the show. Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. listeners and welcome to open channel a star trek community podcast i'm your host christopher d littlefield and with me today is ali black co-host of the voyages holosuite media's tos tas and kelvinverse podcast ali how are you today i am really well thank you very much i'm excited to be here yeah thanks so much for coming on Today, we're reading and discussing your comments on Much Ado About Boimler, the seventh episode of Lower Decks. Open Channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every single brand new Trek episode, when it drops, and other topics we decide to talk about along the way. To join the conversation on Facebook, type The Nexus into the search field and join Holosuite Media's listeners group. Follow us on Twitter at Open Channel Trek. I'll post an open channel conversation thread when each new episode drops. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, and theories, and they just might get read on the air. Keep in mind that comments may be edited for time. Allie, let's get going. Boy, me up. Uh-huh. Okay, so for some listener comments, we have Rob Vaughn, and he says, This show just keeps getting better, and all the callbacks keep surprising me. So many callbacks. All the callbacks. I have had so much fun with all of the comebacks. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, though, I'm not over the Kirk Sunday with the trip Tucker Sprinkle oh. comment from Cupid's Errant Arrow. <laughs> that's a great one. That's that's up there. That's my new favorite line. Yeah, I love that. Noe Santo says, Dr. Tiana is such a scene stealer in every episode. Yeah, she sure is. There should be a prequel series showing her rise through the medical ranks. Noe, I think that's a great idea. We need a spinoff already. At least a short trek. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, let's do it. Mm-hmm. My favorite Dr. Tiana line so far is when she was like, you look like a fucking scratching post or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she bleeps a lot. Or nacho cheese sticking in fur. That was good, too. Yeah. She, I just like that she's, she curses like a sailor. <laughs> she, she reminds me of Bones a little bit with her grumpiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Patrick Carlin says, we have a threshold reference. I can officially die happy now. Patrick, you and me both. <laughs> I, I just, I was yelling out, that's Janeway's kid. Oh, God. My hubby's not a Voyager fan, so he didn't really get the reference. <laughs> that's like one of the shows that we shall not speak its name, but. No, but we all know it. <laughs> we all know it. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. And that was on purpose, obviously. Had to have oh, been. Yeah. Nicholas Paul Collinson said, I love the dog, the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Especially like the name for the dog. Right. I love the name, the name. (laughs) Liam Smart also said that dog is my favorite character. Also the giant head. I I think the dog is truly a new icon. I mean, when he turned into a cube and just rolled on by. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. So good. Oh my god. So good. And the end when it's like, yeah, when she's like flying off and talking. (laughs) (laughs) 
you're a freak. I know. <laughs> I really love this episode. This is Me the too. most like out of the box episode, I think, so far. It was so much. Fun. I, you know what, though? The more I watch it, the more I love it. Yeah. Susanna Williamson replies and says, the giant head made me totally think about Rick and Morty. Yes, Suzanne, I totally thought the same thing. Do you watch Rick and Morty, Allie? I don't, but you know what? I'd kind of like to know the backstory on the head, though. I think it's, okay, I may be wrong, but I think it's in season two of Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. And there's just these, like, giant heads in this one <laughs> universe that they go to. It's so well, weird. something fun to watch. This was a very Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. So Joshua DeVries says, I really like what we learn about Mariner's past in this one. Plus, it was great to see Rutherford saving the day. Also, I loved the Edosian doctor guy. His whole melodramatic Bella Lugosi-esque cackle at the end cracked me up. We probably won't see him again, but he would make a great recurring character. And you know what? That would be actually be another good short trek. He was he was so Vincent Price-like with his creepy ways. It was it was oh, a more yeah. than meets the eye character. Yeah, yeah, I loved him. I like that he was like at the end. He's like, "Oh, it, 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 see, it's a beautiful place." And then he was still like weird. He's like, "That's just the way that I laugh." <laughs> we'll have to get some paint on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Paloma Bennett says, "I love how Section Fourteen for Starfleet officers who are suffering from incurable medical abnormalities at first seems even more iffy and immoral than Section Thirty-One. Yeah, I could see that." Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the episode, we learned that they were always going to go to a dream planet, but the starship just looks super bleak and evil, and it takes a long time to gather all the patients. Yeah. Plus, the captain in charge of Section 14 cackles like a villain and refuses to discuss what's going on with the patients. My favorite freak is the woman officer who looks like Captain Chris Pike <laughs> after T.O.S. is menagerie. Yes! Oh my I god, her face! <laughs> her face and like... It was so horrible. At first, I kind of thought uh, that for a split second, I thought, is that Captain Pike? But I loved that callback. The cage is my favorite. When they did Through the Valley of Shadows for Discovery, it was yes. also a good callback. So yes. it, was, it was good. I liked that one too. Oh, yeah, that was good. I like that they kind of further canonized the device that they're in. Yeah, because I think there was three chairs at the end there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Beep, beep, chairs. So not a ton of comments for this episode, but we do have a couple of questions and concerns. So we'll move on to those right now. All right. So Rebecca Skipper said she laughed at the cold open and liked how it tied into the plot, though I don't like Mariner's behavior. Reference to Jellicoe made me laugh. I think Lower Decks is making fun of the transporter trope used in TNG, but I feel sorry for the crew at the end. I want to know what happened to them. I like the guest captain, though. I don't like how Lower Decks treats promotions. Maybe the captain was trying to challenge Mariner to reach her full potential. Yet, I liked one of the messages. Not everyone wants to be in management. We should be able to make our own path. I loved this episode. And you know what? They, they do take promotions a little less seriously. But then again, I have to remind myself, the Cerritos is a little bit less than serious Starfleet vessel. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Rebecca, I like that you're... It seems like you're warming up a little bit more to the style. Because at first, Rebecca was was very upset about how unprofessional they are a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. So I think it's cool. Yeah, maybe taking it just slightly less seriously, but still, yeah, obviously some of the things that they're doing is not, quote, normal Starfleet type of behavior, no. you know, that we're used to anyway. Charlie Fleming had a really interesting comment. Has Mariner's sexuality ever been stated? I kept getting vibes between her and Ramsey in some scenes and was living for the subtext. 
Just because her and Ransom had a moment does not mean that she can't have a moment with Ramsay too. Yes, Charlie, that's very true. Just something about the way the relationship comes off came off to me as, quote, ex you're now friends with, end quote. Maybe bisexual or pansexual would be a nice twist. You know, Charlie, that actually occurred to me too for, for a couple moments. It's certainly possible. I thought that at the very end too. Mm. But you know what? If there's representation, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And now let's move on to your final thoughts. All right. Karen Chuplis. What I most liked about this episode is it notched my Mariner love up tenfold. I think there is a lot to be said for exploring leadership without being boxed into moving up the ladder. I think we'd all be better off with elite leaders at all levels. Yes, that's true. But I especially loved seeing how Mariner cannot help but kick into high gear when a situation truly demands it. Kudos to the artist's artistic staff for being able, in animation, to portray seeing that notch kick on. I'm even more intrigued to learn her backstory. We know from previous flashbacks that she was also a little starry-eyed, so what happened between then and now? The funniest bit in the whole show was the deafening transporter sound for the people who were phased. I don't know why, but it did crack me up. Shout out to Tox Ogalunde as Captain Ramsey. I loved her. If you haven't watched the series, The Neighbors, you should. She's hysterical in it, as is everyone. Doug Jones is also a minor character in it frequently. Don't let the silly premise put you off. It's fantastic. That was hilarious, that transporter noise. That was so great. All of them in unison. Because it's a sound that we hear. I mean, there's probably very few Star Trek episodes in which we don't hear that sound. And so yeah. like they just hear it constantly as someone's walking around. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. What? Stop it. And all of all of them at the very end in unison. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you know what? I've also been enjoying Mariner's development because we get those glimpses of who she is at her core. I love it. I do too. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Do you know the series, The Neighbors? I haven't. No, but you know what? That's going to be like Rick and Morty, another one I think I'm going to need to check out. Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to look it up. And for our final comment, it comes to us from Dr. Nicholas Paul Collinson. This one was so good. This is a really nerdy comment, by the way, which I love. <laughs> I was expecting it to be super weird, but it made me laugh so much. First off, Cas9 is a real thing. CRISPR, Cas9, is a new form of DNA manipulation used mostly in the genetic modification of crops. Told you. And Tendi references the Cas9 snipping, which is probably a reference to SNPs. Oh, SNPs, I believe it's pronounced. To SNPs. Or single nucleotide repeats, which is a part of the DNA where the genetic code just repeats, which makes certain genes easy to recognize. I mean, obviously, Ali, duh, who doesn't know that? <laughs> duh. <laughs> Bogs are fascinating. So much biological diversity. The leader of the Bog Planet people said, We osmos are most brackish gratitudes. This episode was definitely written by someone who studied biology. This is great. And the spot on Endochronomus 5, <laughs> like endocrine? The medical ship that takes Boimler to the farm is named the USS Osler, probably after Canadian physician Sir William Osler. I don't know if it's Osler or Osler. One of the founders of Johns Hopkins Hospital. This is laser-targeted to my sense of humor. Nick, that is so freaking fascinating. All of those things that you caught that you understood. I love that. This is this is one of the things I absolutely love about Star Trek. Like even in Discovery, um, Lieutenant Paul Stamets is named yeah. after an actual mycologist, Paul Stamets. I, right. I just, I love those references. I love that they use them in context. 
it is. It's totally nerdy. It's great. Yeah. And it's such, I mean, it's such specific references that you, you know, it's not like they're just throwing together a show or throwing together a script. They are doing some serious freaking research. Yeah. So great. And well, that brings us to the end of the comments for this week. Allie, what'd you think of everybody's thoughts? You know what? They were so much fun to discuss. Everyone had insightful comments and it's 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 really fun to just enjoy the series with like-minded Trekkies. The more I watch, the more I love this show. Yeah, me too. And thanks again for joining me today. It's been so fun having you. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you do on the network and where we can find you. You can find me, The Voyages, on Twitter and Facebook at The Voyages Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Enzo underscore McCallan with two C's and two L's or on Facebook as Allie Black. For The Voyages, we talk about uh, the Kirks and their crew um, from the original timeline, the animated series, and the Kelvin timelines. Nice. And you, Allie, mentioned that you were a little nervous to come on. Do you still feel nervous? No, this was actually so much fun. And, you know, everyone in the Holosuite media community has been so supportive and awesome. You guys are my favorite Star Trek people ever. Oh, well, thanks. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. You'll have to come back when Discovery starts. Those episodes will probably be a little bit longer with a lot more comments. I Discovery and Voyager are my two favorite series, so I will be here for Discovery for sure. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek and by joining our listeners group on Facebook by typing the Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield. Keep an eye out for my Open Channel conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter, which I will post every Thursday right before each new Star Trek episode drops. Thanks for listening to Open Channel. Channel Open, standing by. And that is seriously it. Shortest episode ever. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. And then the second mention, again, love letter to TNG, when Archer and Tripp are sharing their scotch. And then Archer says, well, here's to the next generation. And I was like, oh! Why are there so many nods in this episode for TNG fans like Amy to be like, oh my God, yeah, next year. They had movies and everything. They just had a film three years before or two years before. And yet I'm here as an Enterprise fan waiting for something. Right, (laughs) yeah. Anything. Give me anything that makes me feel like, oh yeah, four years of Enterprise. Loading Holosuite preview program for... There are four questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. I think that connecting to other fans is a key way to realize that you're not the only one out there. Nobody can take away the characters that you identify with. See, I told you I was going to start crying. And um, oh, that's okay. This is a safe space. <laughs> okay. Um, if humanity is kind of, I think we're on the verge of changing our trajectory a little bit. And if we do that in the right way, the future that you're seeing on the screen will happen. Loading Holosuite preview program for Ladies Trek Library, women with a passion for Star Trek books. Diane Duane, as a female writer, had to put in, which I liked, having a, a female in command 
you know, a Klingon because um, we, we don't see that as much as the Klingons with the Klingons. No, um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Klingon landing party, the head of the Klingon landing party was a woman. And in the original series, we didn't really, did we even see, I don't think we saw any female Klingons in charge at all. Um, and even in the next generation. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.